You're listening to Paying It Forward, a Square podcast. When it comes to running a small business, tackling financial decisions can be daunting and often overwhelming. Each week, we'll tackle one issue that could affect your business's cash flow and hear from a fellow business owner experiencing it firsthand. On today's episode, we look at what it means to manage debt. From checking your credit report to consolidating debt, small business owners are looking for opportunities to better manage their debt in order to reinvest and grow their business. At the end of the day, debt is a tool that you can manage to support the growth of your business. Essentially, when you're dealing with debt, you're dealing with somebody else's money that you've borrowed to use to invest in your business with the end goal of obviously growing, scaling, and increasing those profits. That's Priya Milani, founder and CEO of Stash Wealth, a financial planning and investment firm. She says that these are the two components you should keep in mind when taking on debt. So let's just take a step back and talk about the mechanics behind debt. There are two specific parts that make up debt. There's principal and there's interest. Principal is the amount you're borrowing and interest is the cost to borrow that money. The higher the principal amount, the more you're actually going to pay in interest. So if you can manage your debt in that you start tackling the principal payments, over time, you'll pay less in your debt repayment. When it comes to managing debt, there are ways to negotiate more favorable terms. You don't have to follow the timeline that was presented to you when you originally went into debt. When you originally struck that agreement to borrow money and to repay it, they set out a timeline and the interest rate is obviously based on your credit score, but you don't have to follow that timeline. You can be more aggressive. Just like you can miss payments, you can also make extra payments. Now, one of the things that's really, really important, and we talk about this with a lot of our clients who have student loan debt, when you go to make extra payments on your debt, Oftentimes, your lender will apply those extra payments towards interest, which actually doesn't help you lower your overall payment at all. So what you have to do, you have to be active about this. You can't just take a passive approach. You have to call your lender. You have to tell them, hey, are there any prepayment penalties? I'm planning to make bigger payments on my debt to repay it sooner. And if there aren't any, tell them that as you make extra payments, you want it to be applied to principal. Because as I said, the larger the principal balance, the more you'll pay in interest. So if they can reduce the principal balance with your extra payments, you'll pay less overall. You absolutely can call everyone from your lenders on loans to your credit card companies, and you can negotiate better rates, better repayment terms. It's negotiable. If you're not sure where to start when it comes to negotiating, Priya says try looking at debt with a high interest rate first. Typically, credit card debt and loan debt business loan debt has the highest interest rate. So negotiating there will be the best bang for your buck. Now, if you feel like you're not the best negotiator, typically what I would say is strengthen your case, right? Like when you have to go to negotiate, it's not just about begging and pleading. It's about proving that you are accountable, that you have been paying, that you're um, on time with your payments. All the principles that make up 
a good credit score can also help you support a case to negotiate a better rate or better repayment terms, if that makes sense. So I think at the end of the day, don't focus on your negotiation skills. This is not the FBI or CIA. You just want to focus on being responsible with the debt you have outstanding. If everything's everywhere, if you have payments in default, clean those up before you go to negotiate. Strengthen your case and then negotiate. Our guest today is Bilal Sadiq, CEO of Balani, an Afghani flatbread and dips maker based in Concord, California. The company all started with Bilal's mom. As her flatbreads gained popularity, the company grew from selling to one farmer's market to over 200. Operating this 18-year business has had its ups and downs, so being vigilant about managing debt has been the key to growth for Balani. Balani started in 2003, and it started in uh, farmer's markets. My mom used to work Monday through Friday, have her own job. And then on the weekend, she worked for other vendors at farmer's markets. And then that's how I got involved in it. I used to work farmer's markets. So my mom would drop me off for other vendors at a different market. And we'd always come back on Sunday and we'd talk about how we did and how well the farmer's market went. And we talked about, you know, we should start our own business in the farmer's market because we see a lot of different types of foods, like there's samosas, Indian food, tamales, empanadas, and there's nothing really that's like Afghani. And uh, my mom knows how to make really good Afghan filled flatbreads. So we just decided to take a chance. And with the help of my dad, me, my mom, we started the business and we grew from one farmer's market to two to three to eventually we grew to like over a hundred farmer's markets a week. Primarily, that's all we did was farmer's markets. And then in 2007, Whole Foods Voyager, Harvinder Singh, he reached out to us and he said, hey, I want to take you to Whole Foods. And we had no idea what that was going to entail. And once we started, we did so well. They started us in one store, two store. And then we grew throughout the Northern California region. And then we grew the business from Whole Foods to many other natural specialty stores and just on and on. And then we kind of got kind of large. And then my mom got sick in 2016 and I needed her to get away from the business. So we give the company to a big conglomerate and then they kind of ran things not the best way and it was just not a good fit it wasn't really them or us it just wasn't a fit so we kind of lost all our business so in 2018 we kind of got the company back and we started all over again and now we've grown back through the farmers markets we've grown now into natural specialty stores like nugget molly stones uh, we're starting Rayleigh's and luckies so just kind of building the business so i've been through a lot of ups and a lot of downs Bilal says that in those 18 years, managing debt was crucial to the business's survival and key for reinvesting it into future growth. Debt is so important. And I think so many young entrepreneurs, especially in the food business, which can be very up and down and takes a lot of uh, money and capital to kind of expand, especially in packaged goods. Debt is very vital. Uh, finding capital is very important. And managing that is even more important. So for us, we've uh, bootstrapped the company so many times where we didn't take on investors or anything of that nature. We just kind of used the farmer's markets to kind of grow the business internally. And we had so many ups and downs through that. So I learned a lot. And I think it's something that people, especially getting into the business is something that they don't think about, but you have to have that in line. 
I use Square at the farmer's market. And one of the debts that I have to count on is a Square loan. And I think that's one of the unique things about Square as a processor, that it allows you once you build that relationship, it just says, hey, do you need $50,000? And just get an email. And I've actually used that. I've actually used a $100,000 loan from Square and paid it off because they pay it off through their processing. So you don't really feel it. It's not like where every month I have to pay $1,000 back. It just kind of pays it through my processing. And then in six months, I get a letter that says, hey, you paid off your Square debt. Do you want 150000 now? And I think that's a unique thing about Square. And that's really helped me. Besides that, the other debts that I have taken on is SBA loans. I think those are also great ways for a small business to take it because the interest is so low. They're really favorable. It's really easy to get the loan. So I think those are the two avenues that I have taken on. Reinvested almost everything. So because we're bootstrapping and we're not taking on investors, one of the reasons we want to keep it in-house is because we're a family business and we just want to grow like that. We want to keep the integrity of the company. I don't want other people to sway my decisions when it comes to my employment or you know all the people that work for me, like, oh, let's just move to a co-packer. I want to make everything myself. I want to use local farms and use sustainable produce. And I just feel like I want to keep that control in-house. And one of the things by doing that, you have to constantly reinvest all the profits you make in. Because if you don't, it's really hard to grow. Bilal says that he learned about the business the hard way, through real-life experiences as Balani scaled in size. Coming from an immigrant background, I was not taught anything about debt. I had no idea what a credit score was. I had no idea what a business loan was. To be honest, I really didn't know a lot of technical things when it comes to running a business. I just learned the hard way, which was like one day like, oh, we need money. Okay, we go to a bank. They're like, oh, you don't have credit. You don't have this. You don't have that. You don't have assets. And it's something that I just kind of learned along the ways, but it's so important. And I try now to help people at the farmer's market, a lot of small businesses come and talk to me and they're just starting up. A lot of them from immigrant backgrounds who have no idea. And I tell them, look, go open a business credit card, build that up slowly, you know, because you're going to need that credit later on. You might give a little bit now and in terms of an interest rate, but long term, you'll be able to gain more. Because Balani went to a high and then fell and then I started over, it allowed me to kind of reset And I thought, okay, before we start to do all this production, we have to start building capital alongside the production. So we have to take on some debt. We have to be able to manage that debt because it's easy to be like, oh, I'm just going to take on this big $800,000 loan, but you don't have the income coming in to pay off that loan. So it's really like a balance. You have to take on that $100,000 and then make sure you have the production and then pay that off and then, you know, take on $300,000 and then pay that off. You know, can't just be you take on 300,000, you don't pay it. You take on 800,000, you don't pay it. And then it just becomes a snowball effect like that. So you really have to balance the two. I honestly just want to build a good business for my employees, for my staff, for my family. Whether that's large or small, it doesn't really matter to me. As long as I can keep chipping away and produce good products where my customers can come and say that's delicious and you guys make good food and I can make enough to make a living and I can make enough to pay my employees an acceptable wage and take care of them as we grow together, that's more important to me than, uh, you know, being in a thousand stores. You're trying new ways to sell, making tough financial decisions, doing what it takes to make your business succeed. You aren't alone. 
Join us on Square's Talking Squarely podcast, where independent business owners just like you get real about the ups and downs of running a business. Listen and subscribe to Talking Squarely. When we started that nationwide shipping, it was kind of to balance out that because farmers markets got so slow and we lost a lot of revenue and I was scrambling to try to figure out a way to not let go of my staff. So we started the nationwide shipping, which was very good for us. But I've also seen that that has really tailored off because as people go back to the farmers market, they don't order online as much. So we will definitely keep it as long as we meet a certain threshold and then once it gets to a threshold then it's not worth doing but i don't see it happening anytime soon unless you know the shipping really slows down where it's not worth it to do and i think that's every business owner has to make that decision just like picking sustainable ways of produce and which suppliers to use it's such a balance act because you know in your heart as an entrepreneur you want to use the best of everything and the most but you also want to balance that price point because you don't want to make, you know, in my case, a $15 Balani where you price out. Sure, a lot of affluent communities would be able to afford it, but then there's a lot of lower income communities that wouldn't be able to afford it. And you kind of want to balance those things. Probably the most difficult thing about running a small business is managing your cash flow and predicting things. And then sometimes even if you predict curveballs come in like, I mean, COVID-19 is a huge curveball for so many small businesses. I guess you just, you keep managing, to be honest. I don't think there's any answer I can give you that I particularly use. I just kind of use my experience to be like, okay, the summer is coming. We got to put away this side for this, or we can spend more now, or it's the winter, the farmer's market slow down. So we have to go leaner now and we don't want to invest so much in social media or so forth. Every business has its seasons and its ups and downs and every business will know kind of when to spend and when not to. But I think making critical spending when you are do have extra cash flow is very important. So if you're making extra cash flow and you can invest in your company, whether that might be machinery, automation, it might be investing in a new website design. I think those are very important. So it's kind of like preparing for a rainy day. But when you do those investments, it'll pay off when things are slower. When it comes to advice Bilal would give to his younger self, if he could go back in time 18 years, here's what he would say. When you're building a business, for me, it's like when we grew to big, it was like we started off in a river and we had a boat for a river and we were really successful in that river. And when that river hit the bay, it was kind of overwhelming and it put a lot of stress on the boat. So we realized, okay, we got to upgrade our boat and we upgraded our boat and our boat got stronger and we moved into the ocean. And when we got to the ocean, the waves came in really big and there was nowhere to really dock. You couldn't stop anymore because the business got large. So I always remind myself of that metaphor because it helps me remember wherever I'm going, I have to have a boat equipped because as you go into deeper waters, there's nowhere to dock the boat. So, you know, as a young business, you really have to think about those things. And one of them is capital, debt, how you're going to structure your business, equipment to do your business, because you got to meet the demand and there's no time to stop the show. Thank you to Priya Malani and Bilal Sadiq for their thoughts on managing debt. Priya Malani is founder and CEO of Stash Wealth, a financial planning and investment management firm. Bilal Sadiq is CEO of Balani, 
Find them on Facebook at Bolani and Sauce, as well as their site and Instagram at Bolani.co. He says you can order them online or any grocery store, as well as stop by one of their farmer's market stands in the Bay Area. With Square Banking, your payments, business banking accounts, and cash flow are all synced together seamlessly. Watch your sales flow directly into your accounts, so accessing and moving your money is fast, easy, and can even be automated. Sell, save, spend, and borrow as fast as you need to. To learn more, check out squareup.com backslash banking. You've been listening to Paying It Forward, a Square production. This episode was produced by Deborah Feinling, Camille Kale, and Clara Shannon. Our music was composed by Jordan Wallace with sound recording by Sorrentino Media and D.R. Baker. Thanks for listening. This podcast is for educational purposes and does not constitute legal, financial, or tax advice. For specific advice applicable to your business, please contact a professional. All loans are issued by Square Financial Services, Inc., a Utah chartered industrial bank member FDIC located in Salt Lake City, Utah. A minimum payment of 1/18th of the initial loan balance is required every 60 days and full loan repayment is required within 18 months. Actual fee depends upon payment card processing history, loan amount, and other eligibility factors. Loan eligibility is not guaranteed. All loans are subject to credit approval.